Don't you yeah. just hate it when a witch is trying to revive a demon in I your know, backyard? I know, it's just the worst. You're like, please, could you not? This We're having a, a barbecue. <laughs> We're having a barbecue, please. <laughs> I'm going to call the HOA It's actually on you. really rude. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to that pretentious book club where we read books and tell and you about them. Talk about the books and other stuff. We give our pretentious opinions on these books. Our not so pretentious opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on, I guess, what you think pretentious means. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I lost it again. Oh, Spoons is losing her, her uh, earrings. I might need a back. I, oh. I'll get you one. Well, I'll put it there for now. Anyways, the one losing her jewelry, her clothes, Hi. her jewelry are just flying off. That is Ooh. Ooh, What's going shot. on over here? I know. This is a different kind of podcast. I've never expected. <laughs> Describing being sexy. Like, okay, now she is wearing a shirt. Okay, one earring is off. Ooh. Okay, the other earring, she's struggling with the back, but the other earring is also off. Are you guys feeling how uh, sexy this is? Are or? you feeling how, how I'm feeling? <laughs> They're no, like, please stop. This is not that podcast. No. That's Maybe weird. someday. Stop thinking about it. That's weird. <laughs> not like we totally set y'all up to think about that. How dare you? You. They're objectifying the me, Ash. Guys, stop objectifying Kendall. <laughs> stop it right now. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Five more seconds. Okay, five, four, three, three two, two, one. Okay, okay, you're done. No more. Only clean thoughts about Kendall. Mm-hmm. So the one that you guys were just objectifying, that's <laughs> Kendall Shaw. Hi. A.K.A. Dr. Spoons Palermo. She is just, she's drinking the rum. So we're having a great time. <laughs> we were having a great time. She just coughed. We're having a great time. Mm-hmm. Today's a wild day, y'all. It is a Forgive wild day. Forgive me. We've, Sorry. It's already been so many ups and downs. It was already ups and downs before you got here. Then you got here and there were more ups and downs. I know. I've only been here for like two hours. Yeah. And we've already been having a crazy time. We have. It's It's been good. I'm Ash O'Rourke, a.k.a. Oh, Weezy. Yeah. <laughs> it's your name. It's okay. I'm so sorry. No, it's like I can't do my own intro. I am a strong, independent podcast host. I, I can do my, own, I can intro. Do my own intro. Yeah, I can do my own intro. That's Weezy? Yep, that's me. It ain't easy to be Weezy. I saw a... Uh, <laughs> she just like threw up double peace signs. <laughs> I saw a gif that was some random... Some dude with a podcast mic saying it ain't easy being Weezy. And Aww. I was like... No, probably it existed first, but I didn't see it, just so it doesn't count. It doesn't count. And also, I do it better. So. Yeah, ours is funnier. Yeah, right? They're like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, aren't you glad you're back? If you listen to the last episode, the vibe is probably pretty much the same, because we were recording this one and the last one back to back. Back to back. If you're like, why are they like that? Because this is all recorded in one day, okay? This is how we're... That we are. We've had a. Uh, this is how we are. <laughs> We've had so many ups and downs, like personally and also just like today, just because of emotions. And I'll, I still have all my crazy moving stuff going on. By the time this comes out, though, I will be officially moved in. Thank God. I think Spoons is going to come stay with me for a couple days. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. We're going to get lit. Every night, and then I'm going to go to work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by get lit for me is like, we stay up late. <laughs> like, we watch fairy tale or something. We watch fairy tale, and we stay up past 10.30. Eat, um, cheddar peppers. Did I tell you that I got, like, legitimately mad the other night when I couldn't go to bed by 10.30? Like, uh, it was when, last time Javi was here, and I forget, I think we went somewhere, and we came back, and then we were getting ready for bed, and then it was, like, oh, one in the morning. And I was like, 
oh my god it's one in the morning and i was so upset and i used to stay up late all the time so yeah. that's crazy but i was furious yeah now the concept of actually the other day though i did i was reading a book for this podcast what book was i reading but i stayed up till like 4 a.m reading it maybe? no it was no. weeks before oh um no idea. I don't even remember, but, <laughs> but you stayed until four a.m. I think Carissa reading. was here. What did we read with Carissa? Mm, oh, was it the? It was the other middle grade fantasy series. Mm, yeah, no, it wasn't that. But okay, I don't remember. But yeah, <laughs> we did read another middle grade fantasy with Carissa. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I stayed up till like four a.m. reading it, and then the next day I was like, I woke up at like seven mm-hmm. because of something, and I was like, all right. And at a certain point, if you get like enough. If you don't get enough sleep at a uh-huh. certain point, it's like you, d- it, you can just keep going, you know? No. But <laughs> if it's like a weird in between for me, like five to four hours of sleep, mm-hmm. even sometimes six is like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. But then like three hours of sleep, I can still keep going. Holly says that, too. And I'm on like a crazy adrenaline or something. That is so OK. And it's so weird that I have these strong feelings now because I used to stay up really, really late every night. And I was like largely fine. And then if when I got tired before, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. I just have to close my eyes and pass out. I would be like, I'm insane. And I'm like crawling (laughs) under tables and laughing hysterically. Yeah. And like, but that hasn't happened to me in years now. Like, I'm like, "Mm -mm, bedtime, 1030. Time to go to bed. (laughs) Yes. Past 1030. I'm stressed. Stop. Let me go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember when I was a senior in college, uh, it was the first time I... There, I had something to do the next day, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking before that, I was like, I'm going to do an all-nighter. And then while I was doing it, I was like, I honestly don't care enough about the grades to pull an all-nighter. And I went to bed at 12, 12 a.m. Yeah. And I, I was would... like, okay, I don't care if I go to bed. Yeah, you're like, mm, not worth an all-nighter. <laughs> it was 100%. not. 100%. Nothing is worth an all-nighter to me. I was so over it. I'm mad when my sleep is disturbed. I'm mad when I don't get an eight hours. And I get that that's privileged, and I don't care. Like I, it's privileged, but we all need eight hours or more of sleep. Yeah. People used to sleep until the sun came up. Do you realize that's like on like around 10-ish hours on average? That's more. Okay. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> the human body needs so much more sleep. And other cultures get to take naps. And I'm tearing up again because of how tired I am. <laughs> Where's my nap? Where's my nap? <laughs> uh, if I just could have, but the thing is I need like a minimum hour and a half nap. I can't take like a... The 30-minute cat nap. I hate that people say that. I'm like, oh, if you mean by cat nap, you're going to wake up feeling like an angry cat. Mm. Yeah. Then you can call it that. I, cat, naps just freak me out. I hate being asleep during the day. And then you wake up and you're like, where am I? What happened? I'm always like, I've, I've wasted my day. <laughs> That's exactly That's how, how it I feel. Feels. I 100% agree. I I've just it. been so tired lately. And I think because I'm like, like I said, I can't remember if it was actually in the episode or before we recorded the last episode. But like my brain is just going all the time right now, especially because I'm trying to like do the move and get this place ready and I have to house it for my mom and my husband's always been doing it all by myself again so all of that at the same time my brain is it's never not going except when I'm in like REM sleep but Mm -hmm. the cats wake me up so much that I'm almost never in REM sleep anymore (laughs) so my brain has not had a break in so (laughs) long no it's so tiring so then I took a couple weeks ago I talked about it on the pod I think I took a nap in the middle of the day on a Saturday because I randomly had two hours and I was gonna try to use it to be useful and then I was like no I'm just gonna go to sleep and I've never napped so hard in my life like I must have just shot into REM sleep so then when I woke (laughs) up I was like trying to dig myself out of sleep and I was like where am I 
What's yes. going on? Where you're like exhausted, like you're just so drowsy. <laughs> yeah, I was so drowsy. It was so hard. But I was also like, oh my God, I think I got more rest in that hour and a half nap than like three or four nights of sleep. And yep. now you're yawning. I know. You're making me think about sleeping. I know. My eyes are watering now because they're like tired of being open. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should just close your eyes and go to sleep. I literally could probably do that. But instead, we're going to talk about a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for putting up with the craziness of this episode and the last episode. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Thank you for sticking with us. We are real people, so <laughs> we have real life struggles. We do. You'll this never week was see a me struggle. pretending my life is perfect on social media. I wouldn't know how to if I yeah, could. Yeah, I can't do it sincerely. All of my mm-hmm. posts, I well, I'm... I mean, they're going to be like, Kendall, I've seen your posts. They suck, which <laughs> they do. But see, that's the point. Like, yeah. I can't We're do it. I can't be earnest. <laughs> I, I can't be earnestly perfect. No one can. No one can. Surely no one is. Even if I like have a p- couple pictures that I'm like, oh, those are good. Mm-hmm. I have to throw in one that I think is kind of bad, but like I funny. I do Because oh I'm God, like, same. see, then it's like, otherwise I feel like I'm being weird. Yep. I totally <laughs> get that. I totally feel that way as well. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So, anything we didn't talk about in our last episode? We had a lot of chat in our last episode. I don't know if you guys noticed. If you have listened to that one, did you know that Blackbeard's head got cut off? What? Yeah. Is that how he was killed? Well, no. Here's what happened. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you. When I listened to five hours of pirate history last yesterday, oh my God. I learned a lot about um, Blackbeard, Edward Teach. Um, it's great because you're saying this with a bottle of rum in your hand. <laughs> Me and Captain Morgan are going to tell you real quick about uh, our boy Excellent. Blackbeard. Well, apparently, he probably didn't even kill that many people, if any, besides like at the very end. He wasn't that interesting. See, and I was really um, sympathizing with these ex- pirate experts that were on this podcast mm-hmm. because I was like, I see myself in you. Because they <laughs> clearly were trying to absolve Blackbeard of many things mm-hmm. like because they the love kid. him exactly yeah which is i'm like i do the exact same thing with billy yeah. I, to your boyfriend i see How can you, you not defend your boyfriend? yeah you gotta defend your boyfriend uh-huh 100%. so i'm so like i'm inclined to believe them because i mean obviously it's a true fact but they mm-hmm. were so earnestly trying to tell me this they were like he wasn't even that violent it was really the media at the time that uh-huh. made him seem this way and you're like i believe you I, know. I was like okay i still am not that into him romantically because he is dead <laughs> but it is okay as if you're not into another super dead person See, i already have one historical boyfriend i can't yeah. like really cheat on him i guess mine would be jean lafitte but i don't know that much about his actual life so See, I'll Just listen to some via. podcasts about John Lafitte, and I'll tell you. Thank you. Yeah, tell me if he's a worthy if he's a worthy undead crush. I mean, oh, I totally will. Okay. I think you know life's what you make it, so you can make it whatever you want. Not like he even knows. You can. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely doesn't know you or care. This is what I'm saying. Like I can do whatever. <laughs> I'm like Billy. The kid was hot, yeah. and you know what? Nobody can stop me. So, yeah, basically, our boy Blackbeard, he had accepted a pardon from the king for mm-hmm. not doing piracy, uh-huh. which a lot of people were doing. I but think he, John Lafitte had something like that, too. Yes, I yeah. think it was kind of a thing they tried out, because they were like, please just don't please do stop. it anymore. Um, <laughs> please stop being pirates. And they were like, like, stop. Oh, yeah, we'll stop. Yeah, totally, we're stopping. Yeah, give us the money and the pardon. We'll definitely stop being pirates. Thanks. <laughs> Turn right back around and be pirates. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Privateers. So, ba- yeah, for real. <laughs> so, basically, our boy Blackbeard... He accepted the pardon, mm-hmm. but then he went and uh, 
he basically became like a mob boss in North Carolina. Hell yeah. Where he would like go do pirating stuff, but mm-hmm. and then bring back some of the loot to the governor of North Carolina who mm-hmm. he had to deal with. And the governor would be like, oh, where did he get this? And he'd be like, oh, I found it. And he'd be like, oh, great, great. <laughs> so like on the books, nothing was illegal. Uh-huh. Um, but it was clearly 100% illegal. illegal yeah. So um, but basically the governor, I think of Virginia, knew about it and was like, I hate that black beard. I can't believe this is happening. And so <laughs> just like that he, probably. Yeah, just like that. So this guy and some other guys were like, we're gonna go get this black beard guy. And they launched an illegal invasion of North Carolina, which to is get so illegal beard? to get Blackbeard. Oh my god. So they went down there and snuck up on him uh-huh. and attacked the whole fleet and everything. Oh my god. And everybody was getting shot and killed and Blackbeard put up a fight but he got shot a bunch of times and then he died and Mm -hmm. then the freaking guy cut his head off Ah. and took the head back to Virginia or whatever and they put it on a spike and they were like pirates ye be warned that kind of thing isn't that crazy that's insane I know I hate I hate like posthumous decapitation it's so gross i'm like you didn't even have the guts to do it when he was alive Why, yeah. like come on just was don't it, even this do was it. so unnecessary <laughs> like he was already very dead i know and then they threw his body in the water oh yeah it's gross no respect eh, it's probably where he wanted to be i mean yeah davy yeah. jones locker but he doesn't have his head that sucks that's freaky so really if you ever run into like a headless ghost pirate <gasps> it's probably him probably blackbeard oh my god oh my god you guys tell us in the comments if have you ever comments. seen a headless- have you ever seen blackbeard <laughs> Blackbeard's ghost. <laughs> yeah, you can. Tell us in the comments on social media. And he also used to put, like, smoke bombs and stuff and, like, firecracker stuff, basically, in mm-hmm. his beard. What? And his hair. So he looked like... A demon. A demon guy when he showed up on the deck. His whole thing That's was some scaring everybody so that they didn't have to kill anyone. So people nice. would just give stuff over. That's very smart. So, yeah. That's how a lot of pirates operated, apparently. Yeah. Because people would just see the Jolly Roger and be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's and so Jolly they'd Roger. give stuff over. Yeah. So that's how Blackbeard was able to create, like, his pirate... Persona you know, and persona. Oh my God. Like I have my Mersona, my yeah. mermaid persona. He's like, this is my this pirate, is pirate persona. persona. This is my pirate persona. Everybody, just roll with it. Yeah, he's like, I'm from the devil, and I'm a horrible guy. Ooh, ah, give me your gold. I've killed a hundred people, and they're like, okay. Yeah, literally. Is that cool? <laughs> That's insane. That's so interesting. You have so many interesting history facts. Yeah, I like I like all that stuff. I know. You're so good at finding the facts that I don't find. I'm like, you need to know something about folklore, mythology. I freaking got your ass. I love I that stuff. That. But then you're like, historical figures, I know almost nothing. Because I only know what I remember from fictional recountings of their lives. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this may or may not be true, but here's what I remember. And you're like, actually, historically. And I'm like, this is so much better. <laughs> like, the <laughs> honestly, truth is a honestly lot of amazing. the stuff, like, history is so fascinating and so fun because, like, a lot of the stuff, it's stranger than fiction anyway. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, yeah. it's all just a big story anyway. It is, yeah. But I do like, I love me a good, you know, fictional retelling. Yeah, seriously. I know there was something like the the pirate queen. What's her name? She's Anne Irish. Bonnie. Oh. The Irish one. Uh, oh, my God. His name, I'm horribly, it's horrible that I forget right now. Mm, yes, I know who you're like talking about. I went about. and, like, saw, like, um, like, the place where she came from. <gasps> oh, my God. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. They, they call her the pirate queen. Now oh we have God. to look it up. We have to I literally this. have a book on her, but it's in my box. Grace O'Malley. Yes, Grace O'Malley. Yes, the pirate I listened queen. to a podcast on her one time. Yeah, she's super interesting. And I think it was kind of, she had like a similar thing for a bit where like the queen of England was like, hey, please stop being a pirate. And she was like, <laughs> mm, okay, no. <laughs> Hell yeah, excellent. Grace. 
Yeah, it was great. Her whole her whole thing was great. And then there's like a bunch of folklore about her that may or may not be true. Like I think it's her that they say they say before she would like kill an enemy, she would like basically like flash them her breast to be like, and I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay queen yeah i don't know if that's folklore or not that is so funny i know it's pretty great I her story is very that. interesting um i just liked her whole like her relationship with the queen of england like all the stories about that are hilarious to me she's like mm-hmm, and <laughs> she's like the queen is like stop it stop it now stop that and she's like mm-hmm, okay <laughs> she's like sure queen of england sure whatever you i'm say. the pirate queen like i'm yeah. not doing anything i'm grace o'malley the freaking irish pirate <laughs> seriously queen, so i'm gonna do what i want to do we all know who's cooler um yeah it's grace o'malley <laughs> did you know that Anne bonnie and mary reed basically they ended up on the same ship mm-hmm. one of them was trying to come on to the other one and then they realized they were both women and they were like oh my god bestie <laughs> yes, yes and then I heard they that. became like best friends who were pirates it's amazing isn't that crazy that's so good that's really funny that's one of my favorite stories yeah so we love pirates Maybe they here. were both any of men in there i don't even remember i don't remember I genuinely but don't something like that. I have like three books on Grace kind O'Malley of that I haven't read, and they were I point there because they're oh, yeah. all on my top shelf <laughs> with all my other Irish books, <laughs> and now they're in a box. Great. Actually, they're in that suitcase. Oh, yeah. Let's pull them out. No, it's good. <laughs> uh, moving tip, guys. If you have a ton of books to move, and I know all of you do, if you put them in your rolling suitcases, you can roll them, which is like really really <laughs> nice. Instead of trying to like lift and drag them, it's a great tip. I mean, I still have to get them down three flights of stairs. And by me, I mean the movers have to get them down three flights of stairs. But, yeah. yeah you wash your hands of that. Yeah, hell yeah, I did. Anyway, should we get into the book for this episode? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, this episode we're doing Fable Haven by Brandon Mull. This Yay. was a book rec from Carissa Harlow from the Scripturian Society, the other podcast I co-host for writers. Um, this is a book that probably we all saw, like, I don't know. This, this is. Did you ever see this at a Scholastic Book Fair? Oh, totally. Okay. That's what, that's what I, I saw thought. this all the time. I definitely knew of it as a kid. I just didn't read it. And I'm so sad that I didn't read it because I would have loved this book. It's Same. like a little bit grittier for like a kid's book. Mm-hmm. Like it right right off the bat is like something about some dead someone. Yeah. Immediately they're like asphy- asphyxiation. Yeah. This <laughs> is- Asphyx- asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. <laughs> Listen, I can't do it right now. <laughs> asphyxiation. Yes. They do. Like in the first couple pages, they're like someone, someone asphyxiated. And you're yeah. like... Um, <laughs> I know. Okay, this is a kid's book, right? Pretty crazy. Yep, because I think... The grandparents on the other side, right? Yeah, the grandparents on the other side. They asphyxiated in mm-hmm. their car or something. Yeah, which yeah, is kind of rough. Yeah, and the author's just like, kids can handle that. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And then isn't... Is Seth 11 years old, I think? Mm-hmm. So Kendra is he, she's, like 13. She's uh, 13. Yeah, so this is middle grade. Yeah. Yeah. They were like they're older can know than about death. the uh, other girls, but they're yeah, still from middle the, grade. Um, Fairy Tale Detective yes. series, yeah. That we it was also a Carissa book rec for our middle grade. Carissa fantasy. has a type. She has <laughs> such a book type. One hundred percent, she does. You can totally tell. I think I enjoyed this more though because it was a little bit grittier. I did too. I mean, gritty. I liked Fairy Tale Detectives, but this was more my speed. Yeah, that was like younger middle grade. Uh Like the girls were what, like seven and ten or something. They were little. They were little, and Seth is the little one, and he's eleven in this. So, yeah, because I mean, Kendra's either thirteen or almost thirteen, right? She is thirteen because they say she's almost fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So she's like a teenager. Mm -hmm. I mean, a young teenager, but she's a teenager. Yeah. Anyways, it was good. It's very good. Do you have anything you want to tell us about Brandon Mull, the author? Sure. Okay, our boy Brandon, he grew up in Connecticut, very close to the woods, 
Oh, by the way, I'm getting some of this from the Wayback Machine. Deseret News, an article. Ooh, interesting. Okay. He, uh, he lived in Connecticut, close to the woods, and he would always like grow up making stories and stuff, as most authors, I'm sure, did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that when he read the Chronicles of Narnia, it kicked open a door in my imagination that has never closed, which I feel you. Mm-hmm. Narnia is awesome. And so then he kind of, like, as he grew up, realized he wanted to be a writer. But he kind of was like, you know, I'm just going to be like, it's my hobby. Because it's as somebody who also likes to write, I understand what he's saying. Because he's talking about how it. he was a little embarrassed to be like, I'm going to be a writer. Because he knows how hard it is and how, like, kind of vulnerable to say that, you know. (laughs) People are like, oh, you make it up. You mean you're going to be teaching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he always knew he wanted to do that. And so he ended up being able to do it. And so he is obviously the author of the Fable Haven series, which is this one. And he also wrote the Dragon Watch series, the Beyonder series, the Candy Shop War series, Ooh. and the Five Kingdoms series. I have not oh, yeah. read any of those, but Me I've either. heard of some of them. But besides being an author, he's also been a comedian and a filing clerk, and um, a movie producer, what? and a patio installer. Brandon Mole. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of done Good it all. Lord, he's like jack of all trades. That's me. yeah. He also went to like related to the comedian thing. He went to uh, Brigham Young University and was on their like uh, he had he was in the like comedy club basically nice. like the comedy sketch group. I would love to see him doing stand up. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty fun. Do you guys know about Scott Sterling, that sketch? No. Okay, everyone go look up Scott Scott Sterling when you're done because it's so, so funny. It's a soccer player. Okay, everyone go look up Scott Sterling. Go look it up now and then come back. Yes. (laughs) So thank you, BYU, for Scott Sterling. So he's done all that and now he's an author and he's doing great. And Fable Haven came out in, the first one came out on June 14th, 2006. And our boy, Brandon, by the way, was born November 8th, 1974. Cool. So that makes him a, let me look it up really quick, Scorpio. Scorpio. Ooh. Well, yeah, a little bit makes sense with his like really weird life. (laughs) And also that he was like, kids can handle asphyxiation. Yeah. Scorpios are wild, (laughs) right? They are wild. Yeah. (laughs) They're intense. They're always intense. I was delighted to see that on like the blurb on the cover of mine, it's one of the most enjoyable fantasies I've read. Which is a blurb from Christopher Paolini, the author of Aragorn. Oh, Aragorn. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he enjoyed this. Okay, King. I know. It's, it's like, I feel like that's a huge, if you're a fantasy writer and you were to get a blurb from him, that's huge. I would love that. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be, be honored. Amazing. Oh, you read um, it? Thank you, sir. Christopher, could you read Space Alien Southerners and Saving the World? <laughs> He's like, should we read Aragorn for the pod? We should read Aragorn for the pod. I've never read it. I have. It's good. Oh my God. Okay. I've been told many, many times to we read will it. Add it to, maybe we'll add it to season four. I would love to read it. It would make Haley really happy. Oh, good. She can join us for the <laughs> She episode. can join us. She hasn't joined us in so Emily long also loves Aragon. Maybe we, we could get Emily to a come. Quartet. That'd be great. Because we'll Emily, episode. I think, wants to be on the pod, but her main book that she would recommend, she's worried that we won't like it, so she would be devastated and it wouldn't be our friends anymore. Oh, no. So... Maybe if we could get her on for something for, like Aragon. Sh- for Aragon. Sure. That would be good. I'm down. We'll do it. Season four, we'll do a quartet episode on Aragon. That's great. Cool. I'm going to text them right now. Yay. Okay. So that's what we've got on our boy Brandon Mull. 
And this might be a little bit shorter because again, it's a kid's book and I'm not gonna go into every single detail, but I'm gonna give you guys the summary. Uh, I also read both of these books that we were recording today earlier in the week, so I am using a little guide just to make sure that I don't forget anything because I have lived a hundred lives since I read this book. (laughs) (laughs) I have to remember it all. So our main characters are Kendra and Seth. Mm -hmm. Like we said, Kendra's 13, Seth is 11, Seth is a little twip. Twerp. I could not pick what I wanted to call him. A a twit, a twat, and a twerp. These were the ones I was struggling between. He's all of the above. He is. I know he's an 11-year-old boy, but I feel like he's also stupid. Yeah. My 11-year-old brother wouldn't have behaved like this. No, never. So many 11-year-olds would never behave like this. He basically causes all of the conflict for this entire book. Yep. Uh, He's his own antagonist. He's everyone's antagonist. But he's they that it basically is framed like, oh, he's just an 11 year old boy. Boys will be boys. They will destroy everything. (laughs) If that's what you mean by boys will be boys, then I agree with you. There we go. Yeah. So basically, Kendra and Seth, we open up. They're on this like long car ride. They're going out to see their grandparents who they never see the Sorensen grandparents because their parents have to go on this 17-day cruise (laughs) because the other grandparents put it in their will that when they died, (laughs) all the kids, meaning the Kendra and Seth's parents and their siblings, have to go on this cruise in like Sweden or something? Yeah, Scandinavian cruise. I don't know why I said Sweden. Yeah, on a Scandinavian cruise. Yeah, so so that's already strange. And in the first chapter, like I said, like our characters are like oh yeah so the other grandparents asphyxiated in their car (laughs) which you're like what is happening in this kid's book anyways so then they get dropped off with grandpa Sorensen at his like weird property in his big old house uh grandma's not there which seems kind of mysterious because we get some answers about where she is that just don't really add up yep um grandpa Sorensen is like doesn't really know how to be around kids but he's trying yeah he's like here are the only rules and so Seth is like so the only things I have to do this summer got it are um don't go into the woods and so Seth's like go into the woods understood and don't go into the barn and Seth is like got it I will definitely go into the barn and Kendra is like we're gonna follow the rules and we're just gonna deal and I don't really want to be here for these 17 days we're just gonna make it work Mm -hmm. and she's like it's kind of cool here we'll just like try and like chill yeah there's like a a pool there's a cool attic there's fun stuff exactly so the kids get to go stay in the attic and it's this really badass attic and she starts finding these little keys around the attic which is kind of like a riddle that she's intent on solving and and Seth is just like, I'm going to go into the woods. And she's like, dude, we just got here. And grandpa literally said, like, this is the only thing we're not allowed to do. Yeah. And he's like, mm, I'm going to do it anyways. And she's like, oh, fine, I guess. She already has this attitude of like, she knows she can't stop him. So this is definitely not the first time this dynamic this has come into play. This is just a Seth thing, I this believe. Is, yeah, just a Seth thing. Um, Seth, oh, I drove me bananas for this entire book. Anyways, so... He goes into the woods, and when he's in the woods, he meets someone who straight up looks like a witch. For all <laughs> intents and purposes, you're like, that's definitely okay, a witch. Okay, so we have found a witch. So we found a witch. <laughs> um, and she's got, like, this rope with two knots on it that she's, like, chewing on because she's trying to get the, the knots on it to break. And she basically, she tries to get him to, like, come in and have a cup of tea, dearie. All, like, the weird witch stuff. And he's like, no. And then he... He runs away, but she, like, basically, like, curses after him or something. And he, like, he basically, it's rough. He gets, like, knocked down by a tree branch or something. He's fine. He gets back into, like, the yard and the house. And he's like, oh, my God, Kendra, this is crazy. You have to come with me. And she's like, if you had an experience like that, why would we go back there? And he's like, I just because. Gotta show you. 
Anyway, so that has happened already. So that's weird. Kendra's like, I don't really know if I believe that there's a witch. <laughs> and Seth is like, well, there is. So. Kendra's minding her own business, honestly. Kendra is trying so hard to mind her own business. And I feel that so hardcore. So there's this like gorgeous garden on the property. They're allowed to like go in the garden and the yard and stuff. Um, and there's like butterflies and hummingbirds everywhere. This sounds like a paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they find like one of like the groundskeepers, Dale. He's like putting like tins of milk out, mm-hmm. which from the beginning, Kendra has been like, why are you doing that? And he's like, um, um, don't ask me questions. And like, he's like really <laughs> weird and sketchy about it. And so then while Seth is off being an idiot, like messing around in the woods again, <laughs> um, Kendra basically finds the last little key to unlock this journal that she found. And the only thing the journal says is drink the milk. And so she basically is like, hey, Seth, I dare you to drink the milk. Because <laughs> she's like, I need a guinea pig. That was super funny. And so he did. And so then she did. And then all of a sudden... <gasps> They, the the hummingbirds are no longer hummingbirds and the dragonflies are no longer dragonflies. They are fairies. Yay! Yeah, it's so cool. So now they can see all this magical stuff. And then Grandpa Sorensen is like, kids, have you been getting up to trouble? And she's like, you did leave the milk out for us to drink. But she had also at this point stuck into the woods briefly because Seth wanted to show her this like, like kind of like lake area thing with like a little island in the middle and like mm-hmm. little like, like, gazebos and stuff around it it's very also sounds very cool but turns out it was really really dangerous um whoops yeah so grandpa Swanson's like i did give you like two rules to follow and that was it and seth's like "Mm mm-hmm and (laughs) and we broke them and we broke them and i would do it again (laughs) (laughs) no regrets (laughs) no regrets so grandpa Swanson basically admits that this is not a normal farm no kidding he's like this is fable haven it is a (gasps) magical haven for magical creatures some of them very very dangerous that cannot live safely in the outside world anymore so it's like this magically protected land there's like miles and miles of it and he's like in the forest is where the really dangerous creatures live the only ones that are allowed in the yard are like the fairies who like aren't harmful and he's also like you need to understand that none of the magical creatures are good or bad they're simply self-interested and don't have they're immortal so they have no concept of mortality or human morals so he's basically like they're either dangerous or less dangerous yep yeah which is very cool yeah exactly so he's basically like don't go messing around with stuff don't go in the woods um and the kids get like they get grounded for like a day or something which was very generous because i was like seth is the worst he should be chained up <laughs> that boy locked in that attic <laughs> seriously um causes so many problems he catches he manages to ca- manages to catch a fairy which already i was like well that's cruel and then he locks the fairy he seriously <laughs> then he locks the fairy in a jar and she's like crying and i'm like seth are you a sociopath yeah, let seriously. her out i would never do that to a fairy yeah never ever and so he like leaves her in a drawer in this like jar with holes popped in the top overnight and then the next morning she's not a fairy anymore she's an imp now because if a fairy stays like indoors from was it sunset to sunrise or something then they turn into an imp and fairies are extremely vain yeah. So they hate it. So basically their self-love that they have when they're fairies turns into self-hate when they're imps and they're really evil. And yeah, so she, she, the little imp basically like breaks out and escapes and Seth is like, oops. And then the rest of the fairy sisters find out what he did and they're like, we're going to curse you with a thousand curses. <laughs> so he's like getting chased across the lawn and the other fairies are like 
casting all these hexes on him and he turns into this like disgusting like half human part walrus bald yeah creature and Kendra's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what do we do? Seth, this is all your fault, you idiot. And then Grandpa Sorensen is like, there's only one thing we can do. We have to go see Muriel, the witch. <laughs> so he puts disgusting Seth in a wheelbarrow, and instead of letting him have his just desserts, is like, we're going to save you, Seth. And they go to see Muriel. And so it turns out she is like this super, super powerful, very evil witch lady uh, from, she's very, very old, like hundreds of years old. And she's been locked in that little shack in the woods for safety because she had been trying to revive this demon, Bahuma, or something. Ugh. Don't you yeah. just hate it when a witch is trying to revive a demon in I your know, backyard? I know, it's just the worst. You're like, please, could you not? Like, please. Please. <laughs> We're having a, a barbecue. <laughs> We're having a barbecue, please. <laughs> this is really disruptive. You're a really horrible neighbor. <laughs> I'm going to call the HOA It's actually you. really rude of you, Muriel. <laughs> Super rude. I didn't want to have to bring it up again, but... But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. I'll turn him back into a boy, but if you'll just uh, release one of these knots. So basically, the knot originally had, like, like the rope originally had a ton of knots on it and the knots were like a magical binding so when the last knot is like undone she's basically she'll be free and there's only two left and so grandpa Sorensen is like there's no other way to undo like 70 like fairy hexes so we have to do it and so he releases one of the knots for her she can't because it's like a magic thing and she like cures him or whatever and she's like hey, hey, hey only one more knot to go and Grandpa Sorensen is like, God, I hate kids. Just kidding. But I'm sure on the inside, he's, he's like, like, why did I agree to this? Yeah, seriously. Um, also, there's a chicken in the attic who's like yep. a pet chicken of the Goldilocks. family. Kind of. Goldilocks. Yeah. And so the kids have been like charged with taking care of her and stuff. So um, they go back. Everything's getting like a little better. Grandpa Sorensen is like, see, that's why you need to be respectful of the magical creatures and not mess around with stuff. And Seth's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And you're like, I feel like it's not sinking in. <laughs> I do not think you learned your lesson, like I Seth. don't <laughs> think you learned your lesson. You would think getting turned into like a gross, like walrus monster would teach you the lesson, and it wasn't. And Kendra's also like, hmm, don't trust Seth. So there's basically one, so there's one night a year where, I mean, there's a couple nights a year when all the magical creatures kind of can go crazy, but the one night is the worst of the nights, and that is Midsummer's Eve. So Midsummer's Eve is coming up. And this had been why Grandpa Sorensen didn't want the kids to come in the first place is because they would be there over Midsummer's Eve. So basically on Midsummer's Eve, there are like no boundaries. Like all of the dark, scary, magical creatures in the forest can come into the yard. They can't come into the house because of magical like wards and stuff. But they are, they cause havoc and it's very dangerous. This gives me Akatar vibes, that one part yes. where she's supposed to be in the house. Without like the sex craze party stuff. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Literally a sex party. <laughs> Literally without the sex party stuff. I it's was exactly listening like back that. to that clip the other day and how funny it was. She was like, I just really came down for a snack. Yeah. And he's like, I can smell you. And you're like, stop. I was like, did you want a cookie or something? Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys should go listen to our Akatar episode. <laughs> it was funny. I think we made some valid points. Um, and just like her, uh, just like Farah, Seth is like, what if I don't listen to any of the rules? So Grandpa Sorensen is like, you kids go into your room. We've put like rings of salt around your bed and like the attic is especially enchanted to keep you kids safe up there. Just do not open the window. Don't look out the window because it will haunt you forever. Mm-hmm. And don't open the window. And then Seth is like, oh, I'm going to open See, the window. Though. If this would be, I'd be scared to 
death. I would be like, I'm I would not be under my the bed. covers all night. Uh, same, absolutely. You and I would have survived this so well. We would have done great. We would have done great. Seth was an idiot. Even as an 11 year old, I would have been under the cover all night in bed. Yep. Yep. But Seth is like, mm-hmm, I think I'm just going to have a peek. And Kendra's like, don't freaking do it, Seth. And he's like, mm-hmm, too late. I'm doing it. And then he's like, oh my God, look, it's a baby being chased by wolves, a baby on the roof. We have to let the baby in. And Kendra's like, it's quite obviously a magical trick. And he's like, mm, let's save the baby. And then Kendra's like, well, I don't know. I'm panicking. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then Seth lets in the quote unquote baby. It's not a baby, obviously. It jumps into the room, followed by the wolves, and they turn into, like, these monsters. I forget which one specifically. But they're terrifying. Yep. And murderous. And the kids manage to scoop up the chicken and get in bed behind one of the salt circles. And, like, Dale comes in and basically distracts the monsters and they go downstairs. So they just basically hear chaos downstairs and then... That's it until morning. Because they were instructed not to leave their beds until morning. So now they're like, maybe we should do that now. <laughs> now that we've messed it up, let's we've do We've messed that. this up. So then they go downstairs the next morning. Um, and like everyone is missing. Except for Dale, who's been turned into a statue. So grandpa's missing. Oh, Lena, I forgot to mention. Lena, the housekeeper, she mm-hmm. used to be a naiad. The lake thing that Seth had discovered is like a naiad pool. And that's where she came from. But she fell in love with a human groundskeeper. Yes, that and was so, so great. And so she joined him on land. But the naiads are kind of horrible too. Yeah. Because she was not, she was special. But yeah. And then in the middle of the lake, there is this like, uh, it's this little island that has a shrine to the fairy queen on it. And basically you can go and you can ask the fairy queen for like favors and stuff. But typically she will kill you. <laughs> so the last person who did it, she turned him into like what dandelion lion seeds or something so they're like definitely not going there Um, i would never want to make a deal with the fae never no you will end up dead you will or worse or worse yeah (laughs) they're very creative they're horrible (laughs) they are they really are so are the naiads uh i really liked that the moles take on all the magical creatures like not really having understanding morals or mortality i loved that too Uh, because i was like that makes sense yeah it's like they're not necessarily evil or good they're just how they are yeah it makes so much sense (laughs) they're not human so we can't expect them to have human morals or understanding so much of morality is a human some some of it's not relative but a lot of it is like human constructs Mm -hmm. so you're like yeah they wouldn't have that because they're not humans they'd have their own constructs um anyway so that's interesting they're like oh no what do we do um they (laughs) they end up like they hear the cow basically freaking out um they basically they they try to follow the the tracks of some monster into the woods to follow their grandpa and then they meet some satyrs and an ogress or something and it's just like this little misadventure and then they're like oh we can't do this by ourselves let's go back so they go back and they hear a cow in the barn that they haven't been inside of yet freaking out they go in it's because the poor cow hasn't been milked so her poor udder is like so full i felt so bad for her and so they're like how are we gonna do this uh i forgot to mention this cow is giant this cow is like the size of the barn itself. <laughs> She's huge. And so it's there's this awful gross scene where they have to like climb ladders to get to the cow's udder, <laughs> jump onto the cow's teat, and then slide down the teat Ew. to milk the cow. And they have to do it like 70 times per side or something crazy. Um, and so then the cow is like, thanks, guys. I'm better now. Um, it's not a talking cow. That's just the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing this cow doesn't do is is talk also that so the cow's milk it's magical 
And that's how they, every morning they drink the milk and by drinking the milk, they can see the magical creatures. They go back inside, they go up to the attic. They see a message written in like chicken scratch, like chicken food by the chicken, supposedly. It says, I'm grandma or I'm Graham or something. Yay! And so hooray, the chicken is grandma. But oh no, the chicken is grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. And so they're like, well, we could, we could take her to Muriel, the witch, and have her fix her. And then Kendra's like, but it's the last knot. And they're like, yeah, but literally what options? And I was like, you literally have no other option. So take the chicken to the witch. Yep. So they do. They take the chicken to Muriel and she's like, ha, ha, ha. Simply release me from my last knot and I will help your grandma. And then and then they do. And then Muriel's like, what up, grandma? Like they're like, and she's like, oh, you're the worst. You're going to be in so much trouble. Like they don't, they have like a prior relationship, which is kind of funny. Um yeah, so the witch is the witch is off to cause chaos. Her like shack blows down with the power of her magic or something crazy. Uh, and then Grandma takes the kids back to the house, and she's like, "I know where we can go for help to figure out where Grandpa is." Because this whole time the question has been, "Where is Grandpa? Where is he being held?" So there's some like troll or something um, who basically he like grant favors and stuff in exchange for like whatever treasure he wants he's very into treasure and he has this little scene god stone. who isn't you know <laughs> I know, right <laughs> and he's got this little scene stone he can see through to see like you know different places or whatever i wish this was me if i was gonna be in this book i'd want it to be this guy. you'd want to be the troll <laughs> yeah i want little people i want people to bring me little treasures and i yeah. have a seeing stone i'd be down for that that'd be great sounds pretty good to he's me. made it really hard to get there so seth like like climbs up most of the way and then almost falls and then he then the troll saves him he's like eh, i figured if he made it this far that's impressive so <laughs> they go up there and he's like they're like we need to use their scene stone to see grandpa Sorensen." and he's like no not unless you can bring me like xyz like a ton of like gold and jewels and silver and stuff grandma Sorensen is like what if instead we give you the ultimate treasure, the ultimate experience of a massage? <laughs> and he's like, a what? And she basically like talks of a massage to make it sound like amazing. This is very middle grade. This is very, very middle grade. That's what I it. thought too. It was good. Apparently she, apparently Grandma Sorensen learned how to give massages from Lena, who is like amazing, like magically skilled at it basically. So he finally agrees and her and the kids have to give this guy like a, this troll like a 90 minute massage <laughs> just for him to look in like the little scene stone and be like, oh, he's in the basement of that church thing over there. Uh-huh. And so they're like, okay, so that's where, she's like, basically that's where the ancient demon Bahumat was chained up. So my guess is that Muriel's going to try and go over there and release him. So we need to try and beat her there. But also we need to figure out how to like free your grandpa and keep the demon from escaping, which is a pretty big to-do list. And I was like, <laughs> okay, good luck so, with that. First on the list. So first on the list. I don't remember how exactly they get to it. They basically charge on in there to try and like break grandpa out and stuff. And Muriel's already there. She has assembled an army of like life-size imps, like human-size imps. Mm-hmm. And she is in the process of, like, blowing on all of the knots on Bahumat's, like, little, like, enclosure thing to get him out. And she's all, like, young and beautiful now and super scary. No! Um, and then Muriel captures Grandma Sorensen and Seth, but her magic cannot affect Kendra because Kendra's the only one who hasn't used magic or made mischief. Yay! Those are the rules of the magical preserves, is if you haven't used mis- if you haven't used magic or mischief, then the magic can't be used against you. I love that. I, I was like, too. oh, nice. So it's up to Kendra. She basically has to like run off. And she's like, well, this is terrifying. What will I do? I know I'll go to. And again, this was great. 
Mole was great at backing his characters into a corner where like there really was no other option at all. So she's like, I literally, my only option is to get to the fairy shrine and ask for help. And so she does manage to. There's like a whole thing with the naiads like messing around with her and stuff. But she gets to the fairy shrine. She starts crying because she realizes like for the first time, oh my God, if this doesn't work, like they're like literally dead. Once again, we're back <laughs> my to My brother death. is dead. <laughs> my brother is literally dead. Uh, just like my asphyxiated grandparents. Oh. <laughs> so much death in this. Um anyways so then like the statue starts to cry or something and there's like a voice that tells her that she has to also um get like blood or something what else is it it's tears mm. and blood and i don't remember. that might be it uh, that might be it anyways so she's like well who's oh milk tears milk, ah. and blood and so she's like okay milk that must mean milk from the cow so she goes and she like takes the bowl from the fairy shrine with the tears in it and she goes and she gets some milk and blood from the cow and then her own blood and mixes it all together and then she doesn't know what to do so she takes it out and she's like okay well we've been putting the other milk out here for the fairies so i guess i'll put this out for the fairies and at first the fairies are like not about it they're like "Mm, i don't want it but they've all flocked to it there's like a hundred of them like just buzzing around it and so she like dips her finger in and tastes it which is disgusting um (laughs) and then the fairies uh, are like oh maybe it's fine (laughs) gross. so then all the fairies drink it and they all like magically turn into like human size well not human they're like tall they're like six foot tall on average like all of these fairies hot hot fairies they're all super super hot too and they're like so amazingly badass and so basically they're like okay sweet let's do this thing and they like grab kendra fly her back to the church go into the basement and kick ass like it's like almost nothing for them whenever they can they whenever they like kiss one of the imps on the mouth or something they turn back into fairies i also liked that too because i was like oh the fairies aren't lost that's nice the one that seth turned into an imp like an idiot they she gets turned back to and she even saves him um but she has attitude about it which is good of course because i was like i would expect nothing less absolutely so the fairies like just totally like they basically rechain muriel with bahumat this time and they like redo all of like the enclosure thing with all the knots um and they revive dale and they turn him back into a person from a statue and they get everyone back home and then they take lena so they've been kind of weird about lena they don't like that she left like the immortal life of the naiads for the humans and so to help her they kidnapped her and threw her back in the lake so now she's a naiad again and has no memories of her human life for Dang all intents it. and purposes. I hate memory loss, though. I do, too. It's also really weird. She'd also, she'd been struggling with, like, aging because that wasn't something she thought she would right. have to do. Um, but she clearly, like, when she was human, she wanted to be human. But then when she's naiad, she probably wants to stay naiad. So right. that's the way it goes. But anyways, um, so then the fairies all turn back to their normal size. And everything is okay, and Fablehaven is saved for once. Yay! Yeah. Hooray! Um, and then from now on, Kendra can see all the magic stuff without drinking milk. So she's know, been like so awesome. blessed by the fairy queen. And I'm like, so Kendra's amazing. Got it. Kendra did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. This whole time she did nothing wrong. And I'm like, you go, girl. You know what? Seth did everything wrong. Literally everything that could be done wrong and then more. He was like, I'm going to do everything the worst that I can. <laughs> and Kendra's like, I guess I'm going to have to fix your mess again. Um, there is a little bit that I didn't really mention about, um, cause it doesn't get as into it as much, but like the society of the evening star, which is this like weird, like old society that's like been trying to like attack magical preserves and stuff. So they're kind of, they're kind of sketchy. And basically at the end, we kind of find out that 
Fable Haven is being targeted. So yep. in the next, so in the rest of the books, I'm sure book that comes two, more into book play. Two. Yeah, and then the parents pick them up, but basically Kendra and Seth were told, "Hey, so the part of the reason we agreed to have you guys out here is because." we need new keepers for fable haven in the future mm-hmm. like it's time we're getting older we need to know who we're going to pass this on to very fairy tale detectives very fairy tale detectives and i'm like excellent pass it all along to kendra and ban seth from the ground seth is not allowed back he's not allowed to return here no yeah and that is i mean that's my opinion and that is the end of the book yay oh i really thought i was gonna need the summary but i only glanced at it at you one, did at the amazing beginning. my brain was like we actually did retain that yeah Whew. thanks brain Anyways, what was your favorite, least favorite part? My favorite part was when the fairies kicked ass. Yeah, I liked that too. I was like, hell yes, fairy army, fairy army. I think I liked when you discovered that all the butterflies and hummingbirds and stuff were fairies. Were fairies. That was really, I think everything you did with the fairies was really cool. My yeah. least favorite part was when Seth trapped the fairy in the jar Same. and she was that. crying and he wouldn't let her out. I was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that was the worst. You have, have you no empathy? <laughs> Monster child? Ugh. Evil. <laughs> really, he's like straight evil. I do not like Seth at all. Ugh. What about your favorite, least favorite character? Favorite character, Kendra. Least, least favorite, favorite character, Seth. <laughs> agree, 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 agree. 100%. There's no other option. What about favorite quotes? Okay, this one's funny. I laughed at it when I read it. The surprise is on the far side. You're sure? Positive. It better not be another fairy, Seth said. What's the matter with fairies? I've already seen about a billion of them, and also they turned me into a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> and also they turned me into a walrus. Well, did you deserve it? Yes, he deserved it. <laughs> 100%. Um, here's the quote I like, just because um, this is my arrogance, and that I like hearing my own thoughts echoed back to me. And this is one of them, and I've had this argument with people all the time, who people are like, you need first-hand experience. And I'm like... For some things, but when you say you have to make a mistake to learn from it, I highly disagree. So this quote proves me correct in that it says, smart people learn from their mistakes, but the real sharp ones learn from the mistakes of others. Yes, I loved that. Yeah. So that just, I just felt validated by like this weird personal point I keep trying to make. Yeah, like I don't have to keep making that mistake if I saw you do it already. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Anyways, that's my favorite quote. What about Pinky's up for this? For me, I'm thinking three and a half pinkies up for me. See, I was thinking like four. We're like switched yeah, from last, from last time. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it four because for a middle grade book, this was like everything that I would have wanted. I loved it too. Yeah. yeah. So this was a fantastic middle grade. I so wish that I had read this when I was 13. Me I would have been like, obsessed. I would have been all into it. Yeah. Way more than the fairy tale detectives, which was also really good. But it, that was younger. Yeah. I just love fairies. So. I do too. This was cool. I was also, I liked that it would like didn't shy away from like death and a wee bit of like blood and gore yeah unquote yeah i thought that was nice also it's nice to when you're a kid to not feel like you're being spoken to like a kid yeah i feel like this really balanced that with also like they traded a massage to the troll <laughs> so it's very <laughs> obviously a kid's book yes and also like at the beginning i'm literally 25 and at the beginning when they were describing the attic and the dollhouse and stuff mm-hmm. i was like oh my god i want to play with that dollhouse <laughs> i know i know i totally agree <laughs> so it was it was good i give it four um I guess that's it about that book. Yeah. We nailed it. That was one and done. Hell yeah. You guys, I did that without notes. I did that without reading the summary. And I really thought I was going to forget that entire book. Didn't she do amazing, you guys? <sighs> guys, compliment me. They're like, you are lucky we are still tuned in. <laughs> You're lucky we have forgiven you for last episode. <laughs> oh, my God. You know you loved it. They're like, mm. 
what's what's ironic is that the Seths of our audience would like that. They would enjoy it. The, <laughs> the ones that were like the chaos freaks. I see. I'm a chaos freak too, but Seth was just stupid. Yeah. Seth I was, was like, if my child's ever this, oh, I cannot curse myself because it would be Javi's <laughs> child too. <laughs> Oof. Uh, okay, next week's episode is Dubliners by James <gasps> Joyce. Oh my god, I'm already crying. I know. I have. Have you read it before? Yes. I have not read it before, but it was referenced all the time in my English lit classes. So it is amazing. I'm You're excited. gonna love it. I'm super excited to read it, and it's also not too long. I'm really enjoying the fact that we picked books that are not <laughs> that long for a lot of this season. Although we are, I think the one we're doing for Arbor Day, <laughs> we are doing an Arbor Day book. I'm pretty sure that one's pretty long. Oh. So aside from that, I am excited that we picked shorter books. You're going to love it. I'm excited. It's uh, James Joyce is the Irish. He's Irish author, right? Yes, he's Irish. That's what I thought. Well, Dublin. I went to the uh, yeah. I went to the James Joyce Museum in Dublin when I went to Dublin last time, and it was amazing. And I was like crying the whole time, and Emily was very patient. She was like, "Okay, uh, (laughs) do you want to go to this room now?" And I was like, "Okay." Oh my god, that's (laughs) hilarious! I love it. That's good. Well, so we'll do Dubliners next week. We'll see you guys for that. Uh, Until then, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook at That Pretentious Book Club. You can also check out more about the pod, more about your hosts, and you can also check out some very cool nerdy merch at StorySirenStudio.com. That is our production company. You can also email contact at StorySirenStudio.com if you have book recs or you just want to chat books, or you can DM us on social media for all that good stuff. If you want to support the pod, you can join us on Patreon. We have a couple exclusive episodes on there for you guys. We're always trying to plan more stuff if you guys want to see something specific. Seriously, let us know. Like, I think I said last episode as well, but you guys have been amazing with sending book recs, and we truly do add all of them that we can. Yeah. So season four is packed with book recs from you guys. And if you guys have stuff that you want to see specifically that we can add to Patreon for you or that we can just do on social for you, just let us know because we want to give you guys what you want. Yeah. Yeah. We want to give you what you want. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We love hearing from y'all. That's why Kendall was taking off her clothes at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I knew you wanted it. (laughs) I heard whisperings that that's what you wanted. So I'm just, I'm here to please. (laughs) (laughs) So funny to do a striptease on a podcast. (laughs) Especially that started and ended with your earrings. (laughs) On a middle grade book. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. We're, We're going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, whatever. If we haven't gotten canceled by now. <laughs> um, our next episode should be a little more. It'll probably be a little more chill. It's going to be sad. Because it's because Dublin are sad. <laughs> yeah. Curse you. <laughs> oh, not all of it, but some of it. It's great. But it'll probably be recorded either in my new home or remotely, depending Yay. on if Spoons wants to come join me. So. Yeah, it's exciting. Exciting stuff. This is the last ever episode that will be recorded in this apartment, which wow. means nothing to you guys. But Do y'all feel the me. magnitude of this situation? Do you situation? feel the magnitude? It will no longer be echoey, w- empty walls with boxes sound. <laughs> Actually, the new house is, is a lot more compact, so it probably will be better for recording. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for staying tuned in with all this time with us. We are so grateful for you guys, for the club. And reach out if you want to chat. And until next week, everybody, (laughs) keep your teacups full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.